0: that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalist Podcast is here to help you make life lighter, realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hi friend, welcome back to the Minimalist Podcast. I am so glad you are here. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking about the concept of slow living. I have had some questions on this lately about, you know, what does it look like to live slow? What does your day look like when it comes to slow living? And so I really wanted to answer these questions with an episode all about living slower, slowing down, slow living, whatever you want to call it. I want to do a little Q and A session towards the end of this episode. So that's what you're going to get today. And I also wanted to let you know that my mini course, my free mini course that I just went through with almost 300 women, your intentional summer, is going to now be available throughout the entire summer. I decided to continue to make it available because so many women have told me that this really helped them shift their days and start to really shift their mindsets towards these topics that I went over that I believe are at the heart of minimalism. So gratitude, contentment, and we talked about choosing joy and the concept of enough. So if you're interested in this, it's a four-part audio course. Head to that free course, Desiree engine It's just self-paced. You can go through it however you want to. But let me now read a word from a listener. I love sharing these each week just as a way of giving your voice some space on the show because you all are so encouraging and you are a huge reason that Minimalish is reaching more moms whenever you leave a rating or review on the show. You help this happen. You help this show happen each week. So if you enjoy it, leave it a rating and a review so that the show can continue to reach more moms. All right. Today's word from a listener is from Kabad Cab and Kabad Cab says, I listened to three in a row and five in one day. That should be enough to let you know this podcast is amazing. It makes minimalism practical for everyday life, marriage, and a family. The host does a great job of incorporating minimalism into your entire life and not just your home. So I'm just so glad to hear that. I want this podcast to be practical and I want it to make minimalism realistic for you, no matter what your life situation looks like. Now let's get to this episode on living slow. I talk about slow living and intentional living on Instagram all the time, which if you don't follow me there, you can find me at Podcast. I am always writing on there, it's basically like my blog, but I've realized it's kind of hard for me to actually articulate what slower living looks like. As I've thought on it more and more, I realize this is because it truly takes form in such different ways depending on our circumstances, and there's really no one way to slow down or to choose slower living. In this episode, I'm going to provide some ideas on how you can do this. So many of us just readily accept that the fact that our lives must be busy and fraught with rushing, whether it's because of our profession or our family or our involvement in community, we believe we're defined by the amount of things that we can say yes to and our own capacity to handle days that are filled to the brim with obligations and responsibilities or activities, whatever. So why is this our norm? I personally can remember feeling unfulfilled by my work three years ago. And that's when I was a full-time teacher. This is before I was a mom. And so instead of like examining myself and figuring out why I felt that way and really, you know, diving into what the next steps to take were, I decided instead that more would solve my problem. And I think this is common. We might feel a little bit unfulfilled in our everyday life and instead of really fully evaluating why that is, we just think that if we add more to our plate, that's going to somehow give us more purpose. So at that time, I took on a part-time job that I could do from home. And eventually I took on another part-time job. Of course, in the long term, I saw myself finding a way to make these smaller jobs more full-time and get rid of that unfulfilling full-time job, which was my teaching job, by the way, if you're wondering. But there's this certain like appeal revolving around being busy. So because I had so much going on, I guess I kind of felt like I was validated by it. When people would say to me, like, I don't know how you do it all. I felt as if that meant I was doing something right. Yet on the inside, I was totally exhausted. I was unhappy and none of it was really fulfilling me. And I was legitimately too busy. Then when I had a baby, this all continued. Though I brought my full-time job down to a part-time job, I was still working three part-time jobs total with a baby. Life felt chaotic and I was still searching. Even with so much on my plate, I was not fulfilled. I was anxious and overextended in every way. And that's when my husband and I discovered minimalism. It was just at the perfect time. Through minimalism, I was eventually led to a book called Chasing Slow by Aaron Lochner. And this book really changed the way I viewed life and work. So I'm going to link that this book in the show notes and you need to check it out. Like I said before, slow living is hard for me to totally define. The slow living movement in itself has a lot of different definitions and aspects to it. You can look this up and find several articles on what it might mean, but put simply, this movement is about slowing each aspect of your life that feels chaotic or even meaningless and positioning yourself against the busy, rushed lifestyle that is commonly idolized in several modern-day cultures and instead choosing a life lived intentionally, slowing your pace. Slowing your own pace, whether it be in the amount you involve yourself in or the way that you approach food or family life, you know, it, it really, there's so much that stems out of this movement and then we can specifically apply it to so many areas of our life. To me, what it looks like in my life, slowing down and living slower is about knowing myself and what I truly care about and reframing my life around those things. So that's what I've been working towards. Here's how I think minimalism and slow living go hand in hand. Minimalism is about cutting out the excess in every area of life so living slow approaches the excess we allow to accumulate within our schedules and our everyday life cutting out the excess that is keeping us from doing the things we really care about doing because we're simply busying ourselves up with the stuff that doesn't matter as much I think there's this myth about being busy we believe that we are heroes because we've taken on just one more thing we believe we're being good parents when we involve our kids in a hundred different things like exposing them to everything makes us a better mom yet we We end up wanting to escape from these busy days. We complain that we play chauffeur all day. We long for slow vacations where we can truly rest. But I want you to question this. Do we truly need to escape from our lives to rest? The answer for me is no. Not if we work to create days made up of the things that matter and not much else. Not if we work to make room for that rest in our everyday life. Now I know you might be thinking, How is this even possible if I work full time, if I'm a mom, how do I find rest in my everyday life? Well, the idea is we're redefining all of the things we've committed to in our days, and we are deciding what we can let go of so that we can make room for that rest. The steps we must take to get to these slower days are going to look different for everyone. We all have a different number of obligations or responsibilities that we're currently a part of. We also all have different paces and occupations and capacities for how much we can do socially, energy-wise. So here are some steps that I took in the beginning and that I take often to keep myself at this slower pace that I thrive within. These aren't necessarily in any order. Some steps are big and important while others might just help along the journey. With the first few steps I'm going to walk you through, you can kind of do this as an exercise. Grab some paper and a pen and a journal or list things out. I believe this is something that needs to be thought on and worked out. So the first step to slower living is to really just examine yourself. You need to take pulse on what your current life looks like. The first list that I want you to make is all about you and what you love. First of all, who are you? What do you value? What is most important to you? Write all of this down. What do you love to do? Even if you currently can't find the time to do it. What and who do you ideally want to give your best self and time to? So list these things out. This is your first list in examining yourself. The second list is about what our days currently look like. So you can write out a quick rundown of your days. Be specific if you can. Does the first list that we wrote, like what are the things we care about? What are the things we want time for? Does that first list match the second one? What our days currently look like? Are you making time for the things you love? Notice I'm not saying are you finding time because no, you can't just find time. Are you giving yourself time to do the things that you care about? No matter the answer and no matter how much these two lists match up, answer this question. What about your days overwhelms you? Is there anything that comes to mind right away that you dread doing? Is this thing within your control? If it is, we'll talk through what to do about that in a future step. All right, so number two, we're going to examine your schedule and obligations. So we've already done a bit of this, but let's continue. I want you to now list out not just what your days look like, but literally what are your current responsibilities and commitments within a week. Be specific, even down to the small household tasks. After each item on this list, write down the current feelings that go along with each obligation. Now, circle which obligations are super important for you to be doing. Which responsibilities can only you do? That means there is no one else that can do them. Now, out of the things that you have not already circled, now I want you to underline the things that you actually want to do. This is in addition to the things that only you can do. What things that someone else could technically do do you actually want to do because you either feel a sense of accomplishment or joy or just simply like doing these things? So again, we are underlining in this list the things that you have to do. They're just part of your responsibilities. Only you can do them or at least like you're the best one for the job. And then two, now we're going to out of the things we haven't underlined, circle the things that you want to do because you enjoy them or you feel like, you know, this is, this is part of who you are. They bring you joy. Now, the rest of the things on this list that are not underlined or circled, I'd like you to consider quitting them, asking for help with them, or, you know, delegating them in some way, depending on what they are. So to follow up with that, number three, is quit some things. So this goes along with the step we just talked about. If you really wanna slow down your life and intentionally frame your life around who you are and what you care about, you need to be ruthless about the things you've currently, honestly, overcommitted yourself to. And maybe it's not even an overcommitment, but something that's just not serving you well right now. Let go of what you think needs to be on your schedule or taking up time in your week. Let go of the things that you keep saying yes to because you feel obligated to. Number four, another way we can live slower is to create time. Of course, you can't literally create time. I've said this before, but, but we can make time by cutting other things out of our schedule. Once we do this, once we cut the things out of our schedule so that we honestly don't need or want to be there, it's time to decide to live the life we actually love and create time for the things that we love doing. There should automatically be more time in our schedules when we've let go of the things that matter less than the things that we care about most. So now think back to that list of things you love to do or things you wish you had more time for. How can you create space in your days for this? Number five, mindset. Believe you are enough regardless of what you've involved yourself in. Your schedule does not make you more or less of a person your amount of obligations is not your identity. My belief is that my identity comes from God and nothing can add or subtract from that. So I remind myself of this each morning through morning reading and devotionals. This gives me freedom to say no to things and say yes to things that I truly want to do because either way, I am not more or less enough than I already am. You don't have to have the same beliefs as I do to believe that you are enough just as you are. Nothing can add or subtract from you. So take a breath and remind yourself daily that nothing you say yes or no to is going to change your value. My sixth step towards slow living is blank space. Allow blank space in your days. This is time where you are not working to accomplish things. If you stay at home with your kids, you can still create blank space in your day while you take care of them. This looks like allowing your kids free play and just allowing yourself time to do nothing. You can also find blank space by waking up early or enjoying real rest time after the kids go to bed. This is a time to do something you love or to do nothing at all. And the 7th step towards slow living is accept the fact that you aren't busy. This sounds silly, but if you're no longer busy, stop saying you're busy and stop believing you need to find something else to do if you're not busy. I've had to really shift my mindset around this word, around this concept of always doing something. So that's why I put this in here. And my eighth step towards slow living is to find a routine for prayer, meditation, or quiet time and intention setting for your day. This is at least what works for me to continue living days full of the things I value and void of the things that matter less. I have to keep at it daily. This helps me intentionally make sure I'm living out the things that matter within my daily life. If I don't do this, a lot of times my days can feel a little more chaotic. And this doesn't automatically make my days less chaotic, but it helps me stay grounded and bring myself back to the center of what I want my life to be about throughout the day. So I have some listener questions on this topic that I really wanted to answer. The first question that I want to answer says, how long did it take you to get to the point where you could actually enjoy slow living? So like, how long did you declutter before you were satisfied with the state of your home and you could then live slower? I really like this question because living slower and, and choosing slow definitely came after decluttering for us. I don't think it has to come in that order. I think that you could choose slow right now. You know, living slow doesn't mean I'm not still doing things around my house or decluttering. When I really started to approach this idea of slow living, it was in the like dead of winter. For me, it didn't really come out of the idea of like, okay, now I've decluttered what's the next step towards intentional living. It more came from, I was trying, like my my word for the year was thrive. And January, my focus was to have a thriving stay-at-home mom life and a thriving week for my daughter. So I scheduled up as much as I could throughout our weeks. I was trying to schedule every single day of some activities we could do together or somewhere we could go. And in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where we live in the middle of January, this wasn't working out and I felt a lot of guilt around it. So what I realized about probably towards the end of that month, I had this kind of revelation that a thriving motherhood and a thriving toddler does not involve a scheduled out week. And so, I don't really schedule out our week together. I'm not saying there's not things on our schedules that we have to do or that we've chosen to do. You know, we have a rhythm. We have a general rhythm to our weeks, but we decide each day what we are going to do. And I base that on how she's doing, how I'm feeling, and we go from there. So, I guess to answer the question more specifically, when we initially decluttered, it took us honestly two weeks because we really dug in and went as fast as possible. And then a few months later, we moved. So we decluttered a lot in that move. And now really, we're just going through like a phase three decluttering. Decluttering takes maintenance, like having a minimalist home takes maintenance, especially with kids. But either way, like I am choosing to live slow amongst this. It's hard. It's probably hard to start slow living if you are still living in a lot of clutter, because that really can bog up your brain and and make you feel like there's a million things on your to do list because you're always looking at visual clutter all the time. But either way, you can start to embrace this idea of slow by just choosing to say no to adding more things to your schedule or saying no to things that you've too long said yes to that you don't need to be saying yes to. So let me talk about the next set of questions. Most of my questions were about slow living with kids. So the first question I'll answer quickly is, do I prefer staying home with my toddler or getting out of the house? And slow living might sound like I'm just sitting around my house all day when I talk about it, but that's not the point. And hopefully you see that by listening to this episode. The fact that this movement is more about intentionality. I would challenge you to think about the fact that this is also considered like soulful living. It's about actually paying attention to, to what matters to you and and to your people and, and taking action on that. So it's not really, it's not like a lazy thing. It's not just like, I'm just going to stay in all day. I'm just going to do nothing. It's about self-discovery and it's about making choices that like nurture who you are. And also, you know, if you're a mom and if you're taking care of babies, it's about making decisions that nurture them well at the same time. So sometimes those two things can go together really well. And sometimes, you know, they don't. But for us, we get out a lot, but we are mostly going to places that are familiar to us. Another question asks, how do you, how do we balance living slow, staying in versus giving your child new experiences? And honestly, I don't think that To give them new experiences, we have to push ourselves into settings that are going to exhaust us all the time. I know that I thought that this was the case. I was trying to do like kinder music and a mom's group and the library each week. I was trying to plan something for literally every day. And it, it did not take me long to realize like this is not who I am. This is not what I enjoy doing. And if it is what you enjoy doing, then that's great. But there's something out there that tells us like if we are staying at home with our kids, then we need to busy up our days with experiences that are going to enrich them when those experiences can be had at home or in our backyard or, you know, visiting family or meeting up with friends in situations that both your child is going to be able to engage in social interactions or, you know, learn something new. And also you are going to be able to thrive and not feel like you are just exhausting yourself even more. When it comes down to it, our kids are going to thrive best when they have a healthy parent to take care of them, like healthy mentally and physically. So if you can nurture your own needs, that's important too. And yes, some days I would like to just stay in and and relax and rest a little. So in those situations, how to slow live with a toddler, someone asked me, um, you know, I think define what slow means to you. And for me, it more just means like living with intention. And so for me, what that looks like is a lot of blank space. And I would say how to live slow with a toddler. It's not necessarily going to look slow. Like they're wild. They're busy. We just have to learn to allow them in Independence and let them play independently when they are playing independently. Like, don't interrupt that. I have to tell myself all the time: sit back and enjoy those slow moments. And then when it comes to the rest of the day, like, how can you just have a good experience together? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like for you? What do you want in your day um, to have a good experience together? And and what do they want? What do they thrive well with? For us, like I know taking Gemma outside means that she's going to be engaged in something like she's going to play. She's going to have her own fun. So we do that almost every day that we possibly can. And I know that she absolutely loves being over certain family members houses because we have family nearby. I invite friends over to our house for coffee instead of like trying to meet them somewhere with a toddler because I am not crazy. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I've i done that and I've been there and it's, it's not fun. Like I can't even have a conversation. But when it is in my home and my toddler is comfortable and I know she can play and, and be on her own, like this is living slow to me. It's living intentionally. I get to have A good time with the people that I love in my day, and I get to invite someone into my home and welcome them. And Gemma gets more social interaction because, you know, of course, my friends love her and play with her and have fun with her. So, how can you give your child new experiences? Or just, you know, enriching experiences within your own home, if you like to stay home. Or when you do leave the house, how can you do this in a way that you're comfortable with it? And it's, you're not stretching yourself thin. One other question that was along the same lines, what slow living things do you do when you spend time with your daughter? I try to have experiences together that cause me to stay away from my phone, that cause me to Truly focus and engage with her. Um, or I try to do things together that are going to allow me to really enjoy something like reading a little bit, maybe two pages at a time, as you all toddler moms might know how that is. And, you know, while I read, she's maybe running around outside or playing on her own for maybe even 10 minutes, but it's just like, these little breaks in our day that I let her be independent. And with that, I get a little bit of time to do something that's important to me. So I hope that answers your question. Um, getting outside is a huge one, taking walks and like going at her pace. That literally helps me slow down. <laughs> um, saying no to the overwhelm, the birthday parties, the play dates and the go, go, go mindset. So I think this just comes with time and practice. So Choose what's most important. Choose the activities with the people that are closest to you. Um, choose the activities that are going to be the most joyful for you and your kids. Over time, it will just become a rhythm and a habit of saying no and not feeling bad about it. The last question How do you hold true to the value of slow living when the world tries to convince you that you should be doing more? And this person said that she's coming at this from a faith-based standpoint, so I'm gonna answer it from a faith-based standpoint. If we define our values and we prayerfully consider them and we become confident in who God has made us to be and what God has given us the capacity for when it comes to saying yes to, you know, a big way that has worked for me is to do some self discovery through the Enneagram and realize that you you know, this is who I've been created to be. So therefore, saying yes to everything, is not making me able to be the best version of who God has created me to be. It's actually going against who God has created me to be. So instead, I want to say yes to what God has for me. And the only way that I can do that is if I create space in my days to be considering it and to be Praying and, and not just in my mornings where I, you know, typically do the longer version of that, but, but throughout my day. How can I create space to have gratitude? And if we fill up our, our days and our brains with so much, where is the blank space where we are going to be able to say a little prayer of gratitude throughout our days or, or choose joy in our days? I think if we fill our lives up with too much, We're just not able to do that mindset work. It's it's not even possible. So that's really my approach to it is I've just realized that even though the world tries to convince me that I've got to have more on my schedule, you know, I think God wants us to be the best versions of ourselves and that looks like having space to take our, you know, requests and prayers and and rejoices to him. And if we we won't have that blank space in our days, if we are too busy. To close this out, I want you to think about this. A slow life doesn't literally have to be slow. If you like having a lot to do and you thrive off of that, that's amazing. I think the main point of slow living is to slow down your actions, your choices, and choose intentionally to live out your days framed and focused around what matters to you. And choosing slow doesn't mean that our days are never chaotic. It doesn't mean that we don't get busy during certain seasons. So I just wanted to read something that I posted on Instagram a few weeks back, and I thought I would share that with you. It says what if in the midst of all the expectations we put on our, on ourselves in the midst of messy real life we took the time to ask ourselves how we want to live what we want our days to be about and decided to craft our days that way little by little till our life became this beautiful vibrant thing we love what if we did this because we believed we were important we believed our days were important we believed our life was precious Because how we spend our days is what eventually will make up a life. What if we took time to work on ourselves, on learning who we are, and working towards being fully that person without hesitation? I think we'd look around more often and see good. I think we'd live focused on that good instead of staying focused on the hard stuff. If we just took the time to believe that life is meant to be beautiful filled up with what we love, and that God wants us to actually live this lovely gift of life, even in the midst of the mess. Along the way, somehow we got too serious. Along the way, we forgot to have fun. We forgot to savor the good things. So let's savor them to the point where they happen more often, simply because we see them more often. Slowing down looks like taking the time to savor the good. Slowing down looks like just slowly working towards crafting your life around what matters to you. You don't have to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden be fully immersed in slow living. You just have to take tiny steps towards intentionality and and what matters to you. And we can just start today walking towards less on our schedule, walking towards a more simplified day in whatever season you're in and whatever that looks like for you. All right, friend, that's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, tag me at Minimalish Podcast. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week on the show. Seeking the truth never gets old.